Hello and welcome to week eight. Is it week eight? Week eight of the Life in Quarantine podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. And uh, hopefully, like I said last episode, we're getting down to the the end of the the quarantine stuff. So hopefully, someday we'll once again be able to return to doing this the our, our little podcast in person. I don't know. I kind of like not being around you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you get some better internet, damn it. You keep freezing up. You haven't done freezing. You haven't frozen up on me yet, but. My internet's fine. It's right. I'm, I'm, I checked it. I even checked that's, it again before we that's, started. It's, that's it's what fine. everyone always says. It's My internet's fine. I don't know what's going on. Um, so last episode, I was uh, drinking some nice, uh, some nice root beer from uh, Bill's Hot Dogs in Ipsy. And today I'm, uh, this episode I'm drinking a little, uh, little, a little too hearted. Trying to mix it up, you know. Yeah. No, the last time I was at the grocery store, I went down the beer aisle. I was like, oh, I really want some, but I just didn't. Too hard is so good if you're, like, if you're in the IPAs. But, uh, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm into stouts and ports, porters. It, uh, <clears throat> this is actually the first beer I've probably had in probably like a solid eight months, maybe a year. Mm, it's been a while for me, too. That's why I was probably, that's probably why I was craving it. It was because I don't usually go down the beer aisle, yeah. but I did, and I, 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 it was, it wasn't like accidental. I was like, "Ooh, beer!" And it was, but I just didn't. They had, they had the two, a couple of the beers that I like. So, at least I'm keeping it local. You know, Bell's is from Comstock, Michigan. So, mm-hmm. well, one of the beers I like is uh, brewed in uh, Rochester Hills. Okay. So. But uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. I was grocery shopping with Mandy last week. And we were going through the store, and I was like, I feel like picking up some two-hearted. Not a bad so, choice. I do, I do like two-hearted, too. It's not a bad it's, Yeah, it's not uh, It's not like a – so it, the bitterness of beer is measured off of IBUs. Mm-hmm. So the higher the IBU, the more bitter it is. So two-hearted is not bad because it's like a, not like a super bitter beer. I don't like right. – I don't know. Some people love that, you know, like a really high oh, – yeah. IBU, but I, I kind of stay away from it. Yeah, like I like, I like a. Uh, I just like the dark beers, the thick coffee type, coffee yeah. flavor type beers. See, I, don't, I don't like any of that kind of shit. I don't like coffee or not that garbage. So, well, it's not garbage to you. You don't. I just don't like it. But you don't have to call it garbage. Why you gotta be so harsh, man? Uh, why? Why are you so negative? Negative, Nancy. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're bringing me down, man. You're bringing, oh, the, you're bringing the show down. Whatever you jackass. <laughs> hey, we need we need some positivity, Nick. These trying I, times. I I am positivity. I shit rainbows, man. <laughs> what? I didn't freeze, just for the record. <laughs> you jackass. You shit something. It ain't rainbows. <laughs> so what's been going on, man? Uh, same old, how, how, same old. How's your COVID life been treating you? Same as it always it, does. It, it's, it's weird though. So like, Ian and I work together, but shit, I don't fucking see your ass anymore. I know. Well, because the way they're staffing, it's 
it's different than it used to be. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, where we're, the spots where we're working isn't always the same as it is. It's just, it's done differently. So, yeah. So we're either going to see each other for like eight hours in a shift or we're not going to see each other <laughs> at all for like two weeks. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been strange, especially, you know, for, we've been doing this show since January of 2017. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm used to seeing you like pretty regularly for several years now. So. Right. Right. At the very least every two weeks, if not, you know, in between with work and stuff, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, that's probably the most, uh, that my life has been altered. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but as far as my social life goes, it's yeah. probably the most of my life's been altered because I'm not a very social person. So do you feel like all of this has caused everyone to be a little more tech savvy? What's that? I said, do you, do you feel like the, the whole COVID and the staying home and the non-socialization things like that, do you feel like it's caused it's made people be more tech savvy? Um, maybe to a degree. I mean, to be honest, because of what we're doing here, we, we really kind of had to scramble and kind of analyze our, our setup and, and adjust our stuff Yeah, and, and learn and kind of learn new, new ways of doing this to a point. Um, Which I feel so, like we learned pretty, pretty quickly and yeah, we put together yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, the the first two episodes we did um, in quarantine, I don't think turned out very good. At least on no. my end. <laughs> no, the sound um, quality wasn't super great. So, but once once we got the hang of it and got got figured out, yeah, I mean it's. Uh, well, I, and, and, and I mean, and I mean, like, so now you've got a lot of people that are working from home, working remotely, so they've had to learn new programs, learn new ways to, to do things. A lot of people are doing a lot more on their phones as far as like work-wise and new apps and new programs. So they're kind of being inundated with all this new technology that they've had to kind of learn on the fly. So I wonder if that's like kind of bringing some people up to speed to the 21st century, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, It'd be interesting to see because I mean we're still we're still technically in it, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, six months, eight months, a year from now, where people are at and and what the long term mm-hmm. alterations to to normal life, what what you know what the new normal will be. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I'm sure because I would imagine that maybe some people who are older and and not tech savvy not very tech savvy have had to learn new techniques to keep in touch with family members and shit like that. So yeah, I I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of jobs that kind of never return to what they were before. I think there's going to be some people that will work for, from home for the rest of their careers. Right. Well, even, even us, I think there's been changes that have occurred within our setting being, being a hospital. Um, that are never going to be different. They're never going to change yeah. from what you know what they've been changed to now, for better or worse. I'm sure At there's least, some that we won't be happy about, but you know they'll just become normal. Yeah. And then there's some things I think that are, have been proved in terms of how our 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 flow is. Our, yeah, the way, the way our job operates and the yeah. I, I feel like things have become 
more efficient in some ways. Yeah. Not, and, not, and, not, and not even necessarily in our job. I, I feel like in society in general, I think you're, you're seeing where you've got some bigger corporations that are looking at their workforce differently. And they're, they're saying, look, you know, we can save on actual floor space by not having people physically present in this building. They can rem- work remotely from home and actually save them a lot of money. So I think that's why uh, I think you're going to see over the next decade or so huge shifts in the way the, at least the way the, the American civilization operates. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and I'm sure there's going to be some bad with the good. There always is whenever you have a huge change like this. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see and weigh the, weigh the consequences. Yeah. You know. Yeah, with everything. You always have to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know, because I deal with people in my personal life who struggle with technology. And, you know, I, I see that they've kind of grown a little bit in, in new ways to use computers and technology. And, and I don't know. So I'm assuming that's probably more of a, a widespread thing than, than you might think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's difficult to say because Americans have a tendency to make bare minimum of bare minimum bare minimum adjustments to their lives mm-hmm. when they absolutely have to and really have no problem reverting right back I don't to know. the old ways. So yeah. but this is this isn't like I said, this is all new. And it will be interesting to see going forward what how how much really changes. Yeah. I think people are gonna yeah. be I think people are going to look yeah, at smartphones I, I think, for sure. Yeah, social distancing, I think, is, is, is going to become, it should become a new norm to a degree. I mean, it doesn't have to be the extreme that we're dealing with, but it should become a new norm. But if you, if you look at some of these places that are already opening up, the bars are crowded, mm-hmm. the beaches are crowded. That's so it's, those, it's just that's, back to normal. It's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, nothing fucking happened. So I, I saw... A, uh, a poll. I don't know if I was talking to you about it. Or I might have been talking to Mandy about it. Or uh, recently, I was talking to somebody about it. I don't remember. But uh, I saw a poll where it was talking about um, the way that Republicans versus Democrats view social distancing and masks in particular. Yeah. And the poll, the poll that I saw said roughly like over uh, overwhelming majority it was over well over eighty percent of Democrats felt comfortable wearing masks and would wear voluntarily wear masks while they're out in public. And on the flip side of that, it was like 18 or 21% of Republicans said the same thing. So an overwhelming majority of those people that you probably see in those videos out at bars, out crowd beaches are of one political mindset. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard to say though. Cause I mean, the, with the bar situation, it's a lot of younger, like say 21, 22, 23 year olds. And I don't know the videos I, I saw, they weren't, they looked like they were like in their thirties at least, but. Well, I mean, relatively speaking to us, it's still, it's still on the youthful side. I'd give anything yeah, to be fucking 30 again. 
couple of old bastards. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it, there's a, there's just this element of unknown that yeah. we're, we're at right now. And I, I'm, I'm optimistic because regardless of what po- political shit's going on, everything has a tendency to just kind of normalize to a, to a degree. But that being said, we're, we're in this, we're now four years into very new territory. As far as I'm concerned, a political structure that is, we've never fucking seen before. Mm-hmm. And then you throw the, the virus and, and the social distancing and the, the quarantine into that mix It's just, it's, I never would have expected to see the things that we've seen in the last, say, five years yeah. in my lifetime. I just never would have guessed. It never would have crossed my mind. Oh, you mean like somebody being shot in the back of the head for telling them they can't come into the store for wearing a mask because right. they don't have a mask on? Or uh, a, a president who gets away with firing people who just don't agree with him, including people who are investigating his friends. Yeah. I mean, it's you know so blatantly i mean i'm shit mm-hmm. like that always happens but yeah. never happens so fucking blatantly yeah but you know, uh i don't know it's uh we do have we do have a topic this episode yes we do and and this so, kind of ties into what we've been talking about in terms of um going <laughs> forward you mean talking about for the past i don't know two months right but going you know like i said going forward as uh, as far as that goes so do you want to see yes. the topic or do you want me to yeah, yeah. So a couple episodes ago, we looked at how COVID has impacted the music industry, right? So mm-hmm. in this episode, we're going to look at kind of the opposite side of that and look at how COVID has impacted Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I think with, with music, there's obviously an impact. We, we discussed it, but I think with Hollywood, because it's so much more interactive in terms of, you know, theatrical releases. If the movie theaters are closed, these movies that cost the studio, in some cases, a hundred million dollars or more, mm-hmm. and their their release date was set for a reason to maximize the amount of people who get into the seats, and then that just goes away. And without knowing yeah. exactly when you're going to be able to to open these films. The, the financial uncertainty, I think, is even heavier and, and more detrimental to Hollywood than it would be to the music industry. Because the music yeah. industry can be a bit more fluid, especially the music industry. Has especially with artists. This. Yeah, it's yeah. already had this, the, the, uh, the danger flashes from, you know, pirating and everything else, which mm-hmm. movies do too, but... Yeah. Um, you know, the, the late, late 90s and early 2000s when music downloads were happening, the music industry suffered major financial losses. Mm-hmm. They've kind of come to a point where they can kind of navigate this stuff better, whereas the, the Hollywood yeah. and the film industry, not at all. Yeah, the, the music industry had to evolve. You know, and right. the, the movie industry really hasn't evolved in 100 years. But it's interesting, though. The, yeah, it uh, hasn't had to, right the uh just the film industry the film industry alone is it's estimating a 20 billion dollar loss for this year 20 billion 20 
billion dollars. Yeah, that sounds about you know, right. And, and that same industry was expected to generate uh, a little over $2 trillion globally this year. So you're going from generating $2 trillion, or two, it was $2.3 trillion, but anyway, about $2, $2 trillion to actually losing $20 billion. That's a, I mean, that's, well, that's a, that's huge, a, loss, that's a yeah. huge loss. Right. Well, but you've got movies, you've got movies like Black Widow, which were supposed to come out this month, I believe. Yeah, I think. And I last time I May. looked, it, yeah, yeah. you know, it was it May. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it is May. I know. I had to think about it. <laughs> so I, it was supposed to come out this month. Last time I looked, it had a, it was it had been indefinitely postponed. So because originally it said it, I think it was November. I don't even don't even know if that's going to happen now. No, in fact, I think I I heard something that Disney is probably push planning on pushing most of their tentpole stuff to next year. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, just um just to guarantee that obviously the maximum amount of people show up. Yeah. Because at this point, everything opens up end of May. That's mm-hmm. at least that's the plan. By June first the vast majority of the country is going to be moving forward towards being completely open. Um, they're still doing it in phases, but it's still, most things are going to be open. The movie theaters are supposed to be opening up the first week of June. However, you have to take into account that even though they're saying we can go to the movie theaters and the movie theaters can be open, it doesn't mean going. People are going to, that doesn't mean people are going to go, right? Because nope. they're going to be afraid, potentially afraid. And rightfully so. So the reason, or not the reason, but the one thing, the one film that I know of that has not been moved from its original date is uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yeah. And I think every movie studio, every movie exec, everybody is going to be watching Tenet to see where, what kind of numbers it does. Mm -hmm. Because it, it is a Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan brings people in. His movies, even when they're not, like Dunkirk. Dunkirk did quite well for what type of movie it was. It was actually a really good movie. It was a really good movie. But movies like that don't typically make the kind of money that Dunkirk made. No, yeah. You know, it, it, it did well because it was him. And there's a lot of buzz around Tenet. So people are going to be watching this and seeing. And I think regardless of what happens, if there's not another surge, or at least if there's not a surge and they don't shut everything down again going forward, I have a feeling you might see some alterations to that. Disney may decide to start bringing some of those tempo movies back into this year, maybe in November, late December, December, if Tenet does well. But if it doesn't do well, well first you're going to see, it, you're gonna see other movies canceling. Other it, movies that have it, not been... A, it's not going to be able to go well, first off. Because when, these movie, th- when these movie theaters open back up, theoretically next month, they're only going to have a capacity of what twenty five percent. Um, because they I was have, hearing they, up to fifty percent. Well, all the restaurants they, are fifty percent. Well, from what I was reading, they had to be like everyone would have to be three seats apart. So, well, like I said, I I was I was estimating fifty because based on what the hot, the the restaurants are doing, restaurants are much smaller and smaller areas. Granted, but. Um, I was here. The restaurants are going to be given a 50% capacity maximum. Same with mm-hmm. bars. So bars and restaurants, I would assume the, the movie theaters will have the same. Okay. But, but what I'm saying though, is Ian, if you think about it, if you have to have three seats in between everyone, that's one out of four seats filled. 
That's twenty five percent. What I'm saying is, is if it's not twenty five percent, if it's fifty percent, that's it's well one seat. It's two seats for every four, rather than one. Well, they said everyone. They said everyone would have to be six feet apart. So six feet is going to be roughly three chairs in between. Right. So still, even at fifty percent, even if you want to go on the high end at fifty percent. That means best case scenario, you're only going to make 50% of what you would make before in that same run. However, Tenant has no competition whatsoever. There will will be no other movies in the theater. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter because you can still only fit somewhere between 25 and 50% of the people in those same theaters. Right. But if you have 20 screens showing one movie. You're not going to. People aren't going to go see that many. That... They aren't going to have that many people going to see the movie. Guarantee it. It's just no, not going to happen. We don't know. The, because you're, you, is, you're still going to have a vast majority of people that rightfully, what I feel is rightfully so, not going to want to put themselves in that kind of situation. Right. It's hard to say. You, it's, it's difficult to predict. If the, if the big money people can't predict it, then I don't know how you and I could. However, um, it, it's just one of those things. It's going to be the barometer by which everything is judged going forward. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of movies. Well, for instance, um, what was the movie that was moved to September? I don't, I don't remember. There's a movie that was moved to September mm-hmm. that tentatively that I think they were looking at two separate dates and they, I forgot how it was worded. Cause you can't really pick two dates for a release, but they were, it was September unless tenant fails. Mm-hmm. And if tenant fails, they're moving it to next year. Yeah. But then you move into October. There's a quite a few big hits coming out in October movies that were moved to October. In fact, too. Um, I don't think you're going to see that. What October? Yeah. So, cause October is going to be the beginning of flu season. True. So but I here's that's the thing. Why, that's do, you, why I, do you think the movie chains, even the theater chains, do you think they can survive going till next year without having any movies in the theater? Do you no, really think the movie theaters I, can survive I, that? I think even with movie theaters opening back up at partial capacity next month, a vast majority of them are going to close. You AMC's already pretty much guaranteed that they're going to file bankruptcy. Hmm. So you're going to see bigger chain kind of just drying up. Well, really, anyway. AMC imagine are the two biggest chains in the country. So, uh, Car- Carmike is in trouble too. Is that, is that a big national chain though? Yep. Is that? Not they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, know. They, cause, cause, that's, you cause, that cause you gotta look at, you gotta look at it this way though, because movie theaters have razor thin margins. You know, they're not Already, making big. Right. Yeah. They're, so they're, they make profit off of volume. And they make profit off of concessions. So when you're losing, when you don't have that, even at partial capacity, you know, for even, you know, three, four months, that's going to hurt you. Not only, and it's not only going to hurt you this year, it's going to hurt them in 2021. It's going to hurt them in 2022. There's Mm -hmm. going to be a, it's going to take, you know, I say three to five years for a lot of these, um, uh, chain movie companies to kind of write their ship financially because right. of this. See, and that's thing, it, and that's if there's not, you know, I still feel that come this fall, there's going to be another shutdown. 
I don't think our economy can survive another shutdown. Period. I, the economy well, I mean, in general. I mean, it's a uh, economy. Be damned, man. I'm, I worry more about the the health and safety of people. You are in the minority, my friend. Oh, I know that. I know that. And the and the people who who don't give a shit are the ones in power, and will be at least until January. Eh. You know, you say that until a couple of million people die, <laughs> you know, and then. Well, you tell me, I mean, it, what is the difference between a hundred thousand, which is what we're probably at now, if not by the first of June, mm-hmm. what is the difference between a hundred thousand and a million? A big difference. No, because here's not, the thing. Here, here, not Ian, when you're talking about Ian, life. Ian, you have, life. To, you have to look at it this way. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, People that I know that say, you know, uh, you know, you know, to the the virus be damned. We need to open this country, open the country back up, get back to work, get this economy moving until their grandfather dies, until their mother dies, until one of their kids die. Mm-hmm. So when you've got when you go from right now, we're about 85 to 90,000 deaths, if that number skyrockets to two and a half million people that's a lot more people that are going to be impacted that's a lot more people there's a lot more people that had that that mentality to go out to the bar in wisconsin or go hang out at the beach in florida they're going to have mothers die fathers die children die aunts and uncles die be more personally impacted that will change the the way they think about that shit because it's all fun and games until their family members start dying you You see that but because ultimately what happens is is the the way things are now the people I was talking about who are in control right now they're saying the economy needs to get going we need to get we need to get this going which and, I agree to a certain and, extent and they're also the ones who are shooting down economic plans to help people who are already being hurt they're shooting them down without even really paying any attention they're giving them no consideration whatsoever. They're basically that's, that's, dead on arrival. We've heard that's that. That's because they believe that once the economy starts going, and they could be right. The, a lot of those, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those 36 million people are going to go right back to work. A good chunk of them will. Mm, but not a, not a, I mean, we're talking about a lot of indus, a lot of small business jobs that are going to be gone. They're just and that's why I said if there's if there's another stimulus package that gets put in place, it's going to be, you know four to six weeks from now, once the economy has opened back up, that once there, there starts to be a more of a, 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 an organic push from the, the citizens of this country because they're not being able to make the, their, their mortgage payment or their car payment or put mm-hmm. food on their table. There's going to be more of a, there needs to be more of a grassroots push to make the people in power make changes. And that's why I said, yeah. I, I think if we get to the point where like, you know, multiple millions of people have died from this, I think you're going to see more of a, there's, there's going to be a more of a, a push to look at, you know, we need to take care of the health of our citizens before we look at the health of our economy. The economy will come back. Even if we yeah, have another, it could take, it could even, take 10 years though. 10, it could, years. it could, it could, if we have, you know, 60 million people die in the United States, it's going to take a lot longer for the economy to come back. You know? Well, it's 60 million people who don't need, don't need jobs. 
It's really fucked up. I'm not, I'm not saying it. that. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be glib. I'm saying that because that's true. When if you've got a dwindling population, which 60 million is a huge chunk of the population, it would be. Um, that's just more opportunity for jobs for people who didn't have jobs before, who are still alive, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I wasn't but trying it, to be glib it, there. It, I'm it, just if saying. it gets to if it gets to like plague conditions where you've got you know bodies everywhere piling up. Trust me, man, even if there's 60 million people that are dead and there's all those jobs out there, people aren't going to want to leave their fucking house to go do, go do it. Right. But they're going to end up starving to death if they don't. Yeah. You know? I don't know. We'll see. Because even a stimulus package, you still have to go out and buy your fucking groceries. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, technically, you'll have to go out and buy your groceries. Yeah, but those people who are afraid to leave their house, same people are afraid to deliver to those houses. When you're talking, especially if oh, they I have know. to walk over ten dead bodies to get to your house, I know. You know, I mean, look how look how bad the 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 whole delivery uh, system has been affected this time. Oh, I know, I know. You know, um, even ordering food, it could take it could take two to three weeks to get food. So, so Jack works at a pizza a pizza place in town, mm-hmm. and uh, he if you order pizza from them, they don't give you a. a a time when your pizza is going to be delivered. They tell you we're going to deliver it as soon as we can. Just because mm-hmm. one of those things where you're right. It's, it's everything is so backlogged as far as delivery wise. They can't tell you a solid time, you know? Right. And I was even talking about ordering groceries and stuff. Never that shit. No, well, that's what I'm saying. That's same, same thing. You know, it's the same thing. You know, if you, if it, with Kroger, if you go on click list, uh, you probably you could the earliest you can get a delivery slot is like two and a half three weeks away, right? Well, I ordered from Sam's Club and it took ten days to get my order, which yeah. wasn't which I didn't think was too bad considering. So I just go pick it up. Yeah, uh, you you have a little bit more um, flexibility in your schedule as far as daytime goes. When I get off of work, I need to go to bed because if I have to be back to work, you know. Hey, man, I don't make you work those ugly-ass overnight shifts. I wasn't blaming you for making me work those, <laughs> those shifts. I like those shifts, but it does, it does cause a little bit of uh, difficulty navigating daytime Yeah, because there's, cause a lot of places that used to be open later, you know, past 10 o'clock at night, are now right. closing at 8 or 9. Exactly. Meyer, oh, Meyer is a 24-hour gig. It's not right now. Nope. So, you know. Neither's, neither's Walmart or anything else yeah any of them None of shit them even mcdonald's closes at like midnight or something like that now midnight I which, think, yeah. so which sucks because there for a while mcdonald's was around this thing where um health workers got free meals you know one free meal a day so like the one of the first days they were they were that they had the promo going on i was like well sweet i can stop at mcdonald's on my way home so i normally drive by mcdonald's at like 3 40 in the morning i drove by and it was all black I was like, oh, shit. I guess I'm not getting breakfast this morning. Nope. Nope. So, but first, anyway. first, first world problems right there, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I missed out on my free meal. <laughs> well, that's, I was, I, I had that exact same argument earlier with, not argument with, but uh, about um, these, there's a lot of talk about depression and all this stuff going because people are quarantined. And I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely. But, but I just started thinking about, I'm like, 
there's there's people in this country right now, and not to mention in around the world, who literally are like have no food. They're starving to death, and have been even before the fucking virus. And yeah. you're depressed because you can't go outside and play with your friends. Well, I mean, depression's but, a real thing, man. I mean, it, it, it is it, a real it, thing. It, and even with like, and I think I just people, think there's people, a lack of perspective. People, yeah, you know what though, man? It's really easy to say things like that when you're not in that situation. You know, it's the same thing with addicts. You know, um, recovering addicts, uh, recovering alcoholics. Um, you know, who regularly go to. AA meetings or NA mm-hmm. meetings who because of this aren't able to go to that. Right. You know, so well, those I, I, I know there's a lot of uh, hotlines being broadcast for the for and the, there's there's stuff. some there is some virtual AA meetings and stuff you can go to and you know but uh and I've gone to one before uh cuz I'm in I I was just finishing up my mental health class and it was uh it was one of the things we had to do for the class was attend an AA meeting. So I went to the one of these online ones and it was like, you know, person after person after person that talked, one of the first things I talked about was the isolation, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they fear. And this was in the early days of the stay at home orders and everything else. And so I can only imagine where it's at now and how many of those people have relapsed because as of, a result, right. as a result of this, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's, you know, I, and I understand that there are people out there starving, but there are also other. I didn't. Equally, I didn't mean to diminish. Equally, I didn't mean to diminish it. I'm just saying, there. I because I get it, and it just you kind of have this this weird duplicity in your in your way of thinking because Americans have it pretty fucking easy, and as far as a lot of other countries in this world. Yeah. Um, and yes, mental health issues are real, but I don't know. Like I said, it's it just, it's, it's this weird um, back and forth that I have in my head that it's like, yes, I get it. That's a real thing. And it really needs to be treated. But you know, this little child in Ethiopia who hasn't had a meal in, in uh, you know, a decent meal in their entire life living in, in mud huts, what I mean, you, you you understand what I'm saying, right? It's not. I'm but not one, trying to be coarse. What, what, I'm just, what I'm what I'm saying though is one isn't isn't more important than the other. You know, no, it, but one it, is one suffers very equally. It's an equal suffering. Trust me, man. People that suffer from from addictions. And mental illnesses and depression have things that they go through that a normal individual can't comprehend. I understand that, but I, I think I, I think we're agreeing. I'm agreeing with you 100. Mm-hmm. But we have just, networks I, in this country. We have. We can we can have a virtual AA meeting. Yeah, but just just because they something have, is they have a, nothing, they have e- nothing. Even though something is available, doesn't make it work. I'm not I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying that there are options for yeah. Us you know, the, you, you, for them. You, you can say that also. You can say, look, if you if you live in the desert, don't live in the desert. I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying right. you can make that argument. I guess, but like I said, I'm not I'm not diminishing these issues it's it sounds and like I, you are 
well, you can think what you want and you put words in my mouth. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not diminishing the, that I'm just, I'm literally, I, I'm looking at the broad picture here. I'm not, I'm not looking at individual situations. I'm looking at a bigger picture. doesn't make what I'm saying any more important or any, any, it makes me right and you wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes, sometimes a little perspective is, is, is required sometimes. Yeah. I, I think I far mean, you, too, you, I think you can't far, tell me I'm wrong. I think far too often people try to put themselves in other people's situations where they don't understand. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, to be fair, you've done that yourself. How is that? Um, calling alcoholism a character flaw rather than a, a mental flaw. You have said that. I, I would say you have no, literally and, and said that to me. And it's the same thing with, I, I will say this with about alcoholism and the same with, with, with uh, drug addiction is it's hard to see it as a disease when you make the conscious effort to drink or you make the conscious effort to put a needle in your arm. That's a conscious effort. You know, once it becomes a compulsion, it takes on a different breed. It's a, it's a, it's a whole different animal. Fair enough. But you yourself have called it a character flaw. Therefore the flaw was there for that to start. I will say, I will say in the, the beginning process, I wouldn't say it's a character flaw, but it's you, a, those are your words. I'm using your words. Okay. Those when were the, your I words. I, I don't know when I said that, but okay. It was, it's, it, it is a, it is, it is a flaw for sure. Absolutely. Because, I mean, there's, there's lots of people in this world that can maybe not shoot heroin, but, uh, you know, do lots of other drugs and, and not have, you know, have zero addiction issues with it. Right. But it's, it's, once, it's, it's once it becomes a compulsion that, be, that it takes on a, a different, a, a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to diminish anyone's issues because I'm not them. I'm not in their shoes. I can't speak for them. I'm just saying that you're not going to, you're not going to, you can't consider yourself to have empathy if you don't look at everybody's suffering equally. Well, but, it, but it's not equal. It is equal. It is equal it's to that. Equal. It's, it's equal to the individual. Trust me, you could, you know, as, as someone Let's say you're an alcoholic. You look mm -hmm. at your alcoholism equally as difficult as the person that doesn't have food to eat. You know, to the individual, the suffering is equal. Right. They might not. They might not compare their suffering equal to somebody else's, but to the individual, it's equal. Well. I just don't think we're ever going to be able to make any difference unless we have perspective too. Yeah. You but have what, to what, have what I'm saying, what, what I don't want to, I, I think you, you get yourself into a trap when you say, well, I understand this is happening, but this over here is even worse than what's going on over here. Right. Like I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish anyone's suffering because if it's not, if I'm not suffering the way they are, I can't completely understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So there's no no question about that. So, they are all issues. 
Mm. Well, they're all issues that no one's doing anything about anyway. No, exactly. Did my screen get brighter? I don't know. Um, I I waved my hand. I think the yeah the lighting changed on my on my screen. Well, I think I think in the background you're getting the the glow from your screen. My head's a little shiny. That's what happens when you go bald. (laughs) Well, let's get back to our topic, man. Before we get sidetracked. Oh, we we got sidetracked big time. I don't. I, I don't know. The I was I was watching a video the other day, and they were breaking down the the setup, and it were it was it was based on an article that was written. I don't know. It was the Hollywood Reporter. It was one of the the trade magazines, mm-hmm. and the execs are looking at it, I guess, optimistically, and they're thinking that I think they have by to. September. By September, even with the social distancing in in place they're expecting any movie that's been scheduled thus far to come out on schedule mm-hmm. through the end of the year barring any major c- catastrophe right. however the overall loss financial loss for the year already it's going to be catastrophic catastrophic and yeah. it's affected television as well because and but not on the same level but in the sense that it's going to it's it's going to be more of a retroactive effect because yeah. they have to wait so long to start filming. Yep. And a lot of television series didn't even have time to finish their seasons. Correct. Yep. And I was so going to get to that. Because um, there's, there's a couple that I watch it that ended one or two episodes early. Right. Because they hadn't been finished filming. Yeah. Uh, Superstore super is one of them. I know that uh, America Ferreira wasn't going to come back for the next season. Right. She's supposed to be leaving. Yeah. And so they, they kind of, the last couple episodes of the, I don't know, do you watch it at all? I love that show. I haven't, oh, okay. I haven't watched the newer episodes. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty much caught up through like eh, the end of last year. So okay. middle of the season. All right. Well, yeah, I, I, I binge watched the last season. I don't know, a couple of weeks back, but yeah. um, yeah, I love it's, that re- show. it's really easy. They're short episodes. So you can get through them pretty mm-hmm. quick, but uh, so they're yeah. kind of building up for her to lead the show. And because they had to kind of cut the season, they, they did cut the season short, I think by one episode. Uh, because of that, she agreed to do one more season, or at least part of the next season, to oh, kind of fi- okay. fi- finish off her her arc of the show. Yeah. That's good because, like I said, I'm I'm way behind. I'm probably like 13 episodes behind. Yeah. Um, because I watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, it tells me how many episodes I have to go. So I I wasn't even sure how they were going to write her out because I'm as far as last I saw, not to give spoilers away for anyone who hasn't seen it, but. Her and um, what's his name were still dating, and mm-hmm. you know, so they write her out. That means they have to break up and all that fun stuff. So I'm assuming, no. unless he's going too. That's kind of what the, the that's that's where it was building to. But I mean, I because I, I didn't I hear he was leaving the show. I thought he. Was I don't think I don't show. think he was leaving the show, and that's why I don't know. I don't know if they changed the story for the last couple episodes because they knew that it was going to, the shutdown was going to happen and they weren't going to be able to finish the season or, or what happened. But I'm going to sprinkle some magic dust on Ian's screen to see if I can get uh, on freeze. Are you there, Ian? Is it no. frozen? It's not frozen. There you go. Freezing. See, it's oh, funny. You when, when you say I freeze, you freeze. Yeah, because it's freezing on your end, so we're both freezing. So how do you know that it's not freezing on your end and we're both freezing? 
Because it's not freezing on my end. It's not freezing on my end. I'm not frozen. You're frozen. So you're saying it's the same way. It could be your internet. Don't blame me if our. It probably isn't. It probably isn't my internet. Oh, it's of course not. It can never be your internet. <laughs> I will say this, Ian. I'm on. I do probably five Zoom calls a week on this computer. I never have freezing issues. Now I will say when I used when I use my laptop over Wi-Fi. It does freeze on occasion, but okay. my, my computer is hardwired into the internet and I never have any issues with it. Oh, well, where I'm, where I record, I can't, I can't hardwire it. So it's got to be Wi-Fi. So I it know. could be my internet, but nothing's going to change because there's no way for me to hardwire the internet. So no, it's not that big of a deal. You froze up for a yeah. second. I kind of made some jokes at your behalf, but you know. Oh, so it's just <laughs> as if I was not frozen. It's like you're sitting right here and I can just kind of make fun of you. Yeah. That's what um, you miss. You don't miss me being there. You <laughs> I miss just, my punching bag. Making fun of me to my, yeah. You miss making fun of me to my face. <laughs> um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, we were talking about uh, Super uh, Superstore. Super yeah, I didn't but, know you uh, liked Superstore. Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, it really is. I, I, took, I like it a lot. It it took me like, I don't know, the first half of the first season to kind of get into it, but yeah, I like it. Mm. I was actually pretty much sold on it by the third episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first. So, did you notice the first, though? The first season was only like ten episodes. So. Well, yeah. Did you notice though the second season? Because is it the first season with the the tornado, or is it the third season? I believe the tornado was the end of. the Oh no no no, no 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 the the strike the strike's the end of the first season. Well, they go on strike. Yeah. So the yeah. end of the season they go on strike, but the next episode is not has nothing to do with the strike. At least as far as Hulu has it. So like the next episode, season one, episode two is like a one-off episode. And then the strike starts in season two, episode two. No, it, it kind of like goes back and explains what happened. No, there's nothing to do. I've watched it three times. There's yeah, nothing to do with the strike. Yeah, it does. Beginning yeah. of season two does. No. I, I, I watched it not, to, not, not that long ago, Ian. I watched it three times. I'm telling you, it doesn't. It does. No. Or, may, or maybe, gonna... you may, maybe, maybe you missed an episode. I just watch it in order on Hulu, the way it plays. Um, yeah, because that's I mean I, I watch it on Hulu also. I'm gonna pull it up because I'm, I'm the the second yeah the so the first episode of season two is where they're doing the Olympics, right? Right. So they end season one with the strike, right? Right. The first episode of season two, they're doing the the Superstore Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. The second episode of that season is actually titled "Strike," where they kind of go back and explain it's the it because con- it's the continuation. But they go on strike. There's the Olympics episode, and then they continue the strike. Mm-hmm. So there's that one-off episode in there where there's no strike. Is what I'm saying. No, like I said, they they went back and kind of explained the how Glenn got his job back and all that. Yeah, that's all explained. But there's that weird episode in the middle, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I just I didn't I didn't have a fucking problem with it either. I was asking why why did you bring it up then? Yeah, yeah, of I course asking, I noticed it. But well, then you were there, then you're like, oh then then they didn't even explain the strike. Yeah, they did. The no, I said that the the episode Olympics, episode one of season two has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the strike. Episode two does, but not episode one. I, I think it's they actually talk I think they kind of I think it was partly in episode in the olympics episode also i'd have to go back and watch it but 
it's, it has been it has been like two months since I watched it. The end of the, the end of the season, they go on strike. They walk out. I know. Like, I know. That's how make, the season ended. And then the next episode, they're in the they're in the break room having a meeting, mm-hmm. and then just goes on as a normal episode. And then season two, episode two, starts with them in the parking lot at the end of at the beginning of the strike. Yeah. So it's like you know, episode one. Weird. No, it's. Not, I don't think it was episode one. Takes place prior to the strike. Right, but it doesn't. Why? So? <laughs> why? Steve's, TV series do all sorts of crazy shit all the time with timelines. Not when they're not syndicated. You just find the weirdest shit to fucking pick on. You know that? Yeah, it just it was weird to me. That's a TV episode. Who gives a shit? It was weird. That'd be like Friends. They rush off to England to stop Rachel from saying that she she's still in love with Ross. And then the next episode is the one where it's a Thanksgiving episode. And then they go back and the next week it's a fucking london episode again who gives a shit it's entertainment man you have very low standards no no i don't <laughs> i just don't get worked up over stupid shit i'm not worked up i just thought it, i was <laughs> curious if you even noticed it well by the way you're raising your voice ian i and you're talking i was in a raising higher, my voice and you're talking you said a, you did you're talking in a higher fucking... octave you're like hey, i don't i don't get all worked up i don't get all worked up do i really sound like that no, no, you're just making. <laughs> if I sound like that, I'm never talking again. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was, it was weird. It was, it was odd. It was an odd occurrence, and I was wondering if you noticed it. And then you said you they didn't exist, and then I was getting angry. By the way, me doing that voice that was a Friends reference, but remember where oh, after yeah. Yeah, after yeah, Ross yeah. finds out that Joey and uh, yeah. and Rachel I'm fine. are, it's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't know why my voice is getting this high. I don't know. I'm fine. Right. So. That's uh, friends reference. Yeah, gotta love the friends. I haven't watched Friends in a while. It's uh, it's one of those shows that probably once a year I kind of go through the whole series, but I haven't. Well, I did I did my friends binge at the end of last year, so yeah, I'm good probably for well at least I don't know because it's not um, is it on HBO Max now? Is that what it's going to be on? It's when does HBO Max go into effect? When does that start? July, I think. That's a, yeah that's what it's gonna be on i don't know i own all the seasons digitally yeah. so yeah i'll probably, I'll probably end up i'll probably end up doing something like that too just because yeah. if we can't rely on where where it's gonna be because it's not a netflix anymore right it's completely off no. netflix uh, yeah. yeah so yeah i'll probably just do what you did yeah i mean you can always watch it on what is it uh, tbs i think that oh, shows no. air the airs friends every day does it air it in you yeah i think so oh you're one of those crazy commercial people too, anti-commercial people. Yeah, I can't. I can't watch anything that has commercials. I didn't say I can because I damn, do. damn, damn your information. Trying to sell me fucking Coca-Cola. Or Who gives a shit? Tampons isn't information, Nick. I don't. I don't like. They're trying to sell you shit. Whatever. I don't want it. <laughs> it's like just real in the end. <laughs> I know. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going back to our topic, though, it, it was, I find it really interesting that you've got the, uh, an industry that really thrived during the great depression it was one of the big things that helped people make it through the great depression. Right. They were able to provide, you know, cheap, affordable entertainment and, you know, it's completely shut down now. Mm. And so it's going to be interesting kind of moving forward. Kind of, I think it's probably an industry that's really going to 
have to make huge adjustments to kind of survive and come out the other end of this. Cause like I said, it's not something, it's not something that's going to happen over the next couple of months. It's, this is something that's going to take, you know, several years to, before we kind right. of see the full effect of, of yeah. the impact. Well, cause there's a danger that if, if the movie theaters can't open up, then a lot of these movie companies are going to, whether they're forced to or not, are going to have to, they're going to release their movies VOD. Yeah. Which still isn't necessarily a, an ideal, ideal plan, but it will cut, it'll cut their profits, but it'll eliminate the theaters altogether. Yeah. Did, uh, what was because the big one that did that? Was it Trolls? Trolls and, and something else, but they were both Universal films. Yeah. And Universal did okay with those movies. They made money. Not a lot, but they did make money doing that that way. And they had said that they were open to doing this with more titles going forward, even after the um, the pandemic is over or the yeah. quarantine is over. And what they were talking about doing was doing same-day VOD. So you, when if a movie is scheduled to come out on September 1st, It'll come out in the theaters, but it'll also be available on VOD yeah. that same day. Yeah. And AMC, the national AMC, said that uh, as a result of that their, that statement, they would go forward with not showing any Universal movies in their theaters. Yeah, in their theater which is stupid. Yeah, but if it you is. rely you rely on those big big movies. Because we're talking Fast and Furious, which are crap movies, but they bring people in. Yeah. Um, it's which, the big uh, movies that speaking can, of Fast and Furious, the next one's actually been postponed because of uh, the shutdown. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a movie like that, it's not so much about them making money off of that movie because it's going to bring people in. But the fact that the people are in the seats, they're buying the popcorn, they're buying the sodas. But it's, not, what the, it's what the theaters rely on. So you're basically saying, well, we're going to end up cutting half of your, your, the, the asses in your seats. We're going to still make, we're gonna still going to make profit on it, but you're, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to make anything. Else. So what AMC is going to do is they're going to cut off their nose despite their face. Because well, they still have those, Warner Brothers, those, they still have Paramount, they yeah, still have yeah, Fox, but they still have Disney. You're still, taking, you're still taking a major motion picture company and saying we're not going to show any, even though you're still going to show your your movies everywhere else. And now we're just going to drive all the people that would come here to our movie uh, theaters, and at least buy concessions where they make a pretty decent profit on. Mm-hmm. And they're going. I'm go not saying it was the right idea. The- I'm just saying that, and it's probably more of a a tactic than a, than an actual threat. And from the numbers I'm seeing online, it looks like a pretty poor tactic because the budget for Trolls World Tour was 90 million dollars do you know what the worldwide gross is on it so far just take a guess well it was in theaters so that most numbers might just be based on box office not on it was, VOD numbers it was uh, i was released vod it was not in, mo- in movie theaters i thought it was no nope. for like a week or two well i don't think it was i don't know i as long as i would verify look at it, sure look, look at looking at these numbers they couldn't have been released in theaters 2.6 uh, million 2.6 million is the worldwide gross on a movie without a $90 million budget. Right. So I would say if you're, if your plan is to release movies VOD, it's a last case scenario. It's right. gotta be, cause they're not going to well, make money on it. Uh, Universal came out and said that they, they, it was, they were planning on 
going forward with marketing it that way going forward. I, I think being able to do like some kind of hybrid between right. the two and possibly I, I thought so when 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 Trolls World Tour came out, I thought they kind of sold themselves sells short on the video on demand by only charging 20 bucks to, to rent it. Right. Well, some estimates are saying it's more going to be more like 50 going forward. Something like that might work, might, might work better, you know, to yeah. do a, a hybrid system between, uh, you know, actual, actual theatrical releases and then charging something like 40 or 50 bucks. Cause I was thinking, you know, it probably should have been maybe 30 or 40, but still yeah. 40 or 50 bucks to rent it. You're still going to have people that are going to do the video on demand, but it'll make up for anything that you're going to lose as far as, as ticket sales. Right. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people probably looked at $20 to rent the movie, you know, and I, I forgot how long the rental was for 20, 24, 48 hours, whatever it was. The people probably looked at it and said, well, shit, I'll wait, you know, a month, two months and pay 20 bucks and own the movie instead of, uh, you know, renting it. I can see, I can see the benefit of it. Um, if it's done right. Well, I, let me, right. I can, what I'm thinking is I'm, what I see the benefit, I see the benefit to the consumer. I don't see the benefit to the studios. No, unless, unless, no, they, can, unless they can guarantee that they can prevent piracy from the downloads from the VOD, which they yeah. cannot do right now. Something yeah. goes VOD. You can download it within, within 24 hours. You yeah. download it for free on, on the pirate sites. So unless they can guarantee that they can eliminate that, they're not going to make any money on VOD. And I don't really think it would boost their numbers that much to do same day VOD either. No, I don't think it's a good marketing strategy again, unless they can eliminate the piracy element. Yeah. But as far as the consumer goes, because even people who are willing to pay that, there are movies that come to the theater that I probably would be willing to pay $50 to see to avoid having to go to the movie theater. Cause I can watch yeah. it whenever I want. Yeah. I don't have to go by their time clock or, you know, yep. stand in line or any of that bullshit. I can, yep. I can come home from work or I can be up, you know, cause I work nights. So I'm up yeah. at three o'clock in the morning and go, Oh man, that's cut. That came out today. I can yeah. fucking watch that. You can sit in your living room and watch it not to deal yeah. with some jackass right next to you munching on, candy corn popcorn. Yeah. corn the whole time and, and yeah you'd be the uh, you'd be the jackass candy. you'd be the jackass eating the candy corn well i meant candy and i was gonna say popcorn so right <laughs> right there again oh okay uh, <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's um but yeah I, I i would definitely see a benefit to yeah absolutely there's movies i'd hell yeah i'd pay 50 bucks to be able to sit at home and watch right. it right but then there's other movies that i would much rather see on the big screen for the first time yeah. you know so it, there's, there's got to be a, a toss-up. The problem is, is the, the, pie, the pie is set. There's this, the pie is one size. If you start divvying it up in different directions, in different ways, yeah. it, only, it, only, it, it, it thins it out for everybody. Yeah, no, I get it. And that then you throw, in, you throw in a quarantine and a pandemic. Uh, you know, I don't know. What yeah. do you think the likelihood of movie studios declaring bankruptcy I don't know. I the only one that I could see, and I I doubt they would. Um, I know Disney is kind of nervous about their future. 
Yeah. Uh, just because of what they're losing from the theme parks. Yeah, but they—that's one section. I, if they're yeah. like and any other corporation, I, I'm I, assuming they're. I, I don't see Disney ever having to file bankruptcy. Obviously, uh, I could see it get to a point right, where right. Disney might have to sell off assets, though. Well, I mean, like any business, even if you're diversified, wherever there's a loss of money, it's got to be made up somewhere. Even if yeah. you shut it off and cut it out. There's still a, a breakdown across the board, but and yeah, the theme parks are because they're not going to. They're they they've already said they're not opening theme parks till next year. I think so. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. Yeah, I haven't heard anything definite, but that's what the that's what my understanding is, though. Yeah, so it's one of those things. I think I I the the smaller movie theme the move or um smaller uh companies film companies they're gonna take a big hit they're gonna take a big hit but see that a lot of them kind of already do vod anyway if you're talking like really small companies oh yeah you know the yeah. directed the direct dvd companies mm-hmm. which have kind of all switched to vod anyway yeah they're all gonna be fine yeah, because they're already used to this kind of business as usual. Business as usual. They're used to they're used to making a million dollar movie and making maybe two million on it. Yeah. You know? Which actually isn't a big bad gig, you know. Not really, not in the grand scheme. Um what do you think it's gonna this is the one question because money's one thing and money drives it all, but what do you think it's gonna do for quality? Do you think the quarantine people being stuck at home? Uh, writers, producers, having this time to maybe sit down and, you know, where they would have been on the set of a movie, not having to be on a set, sit down and be able to write. Do you think? Do you think we might get a, a kind of a, a boost of quality of things? We, we, not, we not may. Not to say that there was a question. You know, not to say that shit was bad, but um, for Some example, of it was. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But for for example, um, TV really started to change after the strike of 2008 mm-hmm. was it 2008 yeah i think it was 2008 yeah i think it was um or 2006 whatever it was that whatever there. somewhere but, around there but it, you know before that yeah you had shows like the sopranos and things like that but after that is when you start getting shows like game of thrones and i now don't like it but breaking bad walking dead things that are yeah. hugely popular and um are kind of put up on a pedestal for their writing yeah now granted netflix has a lot to do with that binge watching kind of has a lot to do with that but it makes you wonder if maybe that because there was a really big surge of quality shit that came out after that i wonder if there's going to be a similar situation and in this sense we can only help just not just with tv but with films as well yeah we can only help i mean i think i think i I even mentioned that on the music one you know or because artists who would normally be on the road are not on the road right now does that mean they're home writing music that they wouldn't have written otherwise, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. The only movie I, I give a shit about this year, really, is Halloween Kills. That's scheduled for October 16th. Yeah. The thing is, with that one, you can't back that one up to January. You, yeah, you can. You could. They won't. They want it, they want it to be a Halloween release. Yeah. So if that gets backed up, that gets backed up to 2021, Next year. October of 2021. Yeah. So, you know, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting kind of going forward i know that uh you know something i didn't really think of so just recently when we first started talking about this topic was the the impact that all this is going to have on advertising companies you know because you've got because for the most part you know the the uh advertising on major sporting events things like march madness the olympics bring in big amounts of money per commercial for advertising well all that's gone right now so that's you know that that loss of revenue i think is going to hurt a lot of those companies also well i i heard that the the uh major league baseball has a plan that starts the season in june i think yeah but it's it's the players are playing to no crowds Mm -hmm. it's all strictly for broadcast basically yeah so I mean that that's what they do you, I don't think the teams make that much money on on butts in the seats do they? Yeah, I mean, they, they do. do. They do. But, but they're big the the well I guess that's where the teams make the money whereas major league baseball makes the money on the advertising, right? Well, teams do also cuz teams have individual contracts things like that, so. So then they'll be all right. Because they'll, they'll still No, the it's still it's still a massive loss of revenue not having people at games. Right. Plus, the other thing is, instead of playing 160-some games of baseball... They're doing they 82, might, I think. Or something like that, or That's 110 right. or 120. But no, it was be in a, the 80s. It was like 82 or 83 games. The one I saw this morning, the one I saw just this morning was like 133 games. was an, hmm. another proposal. There's nothing set in oh, stone propo- yet. Okay, that's maybe that's what I misunderstood, because what I was yeah. hearing was the, the commissioner had planned 82 games starting in June... No yeah. one in no one in the stadium zone was what yeah. I heard. So yeah, there's gonna be no one in games, but yeah, I mean, if you're, let's take the, you know, Tigers for instance. Mm. You know, if you're averaging, you know, twenty five thousand people a game, oh, for eighty two games, or eighty one games, that's a big loss, right? You know, because got. Do you think the Tigers were doing that well? I don't know. I just threw them out there. Okay. They they have averaged that kind of those numbers. Before. Oh yeah, when they were doing good, but they they yeah. tend to the seats tend to go. Look, fine. If you want to go short, I mean, they've got to be averaging at least seventeen thousand people a game. But you take that seventeen thousand people at an average ticket price of forty some bucks, plus when you add in parking, because uh, you know the Tigers own all the parking lots around there, plus concessions. That's a big fucking number for you know. Half a season's eighty-one games, right? Huh. So now, do you suspect that there could be um, issues with teams disappearing as a result of this? No, no. You don't think that they could go bankrupt under the same circumstances? No, not unless something like this happened over a multiple season. Well, let's say theoretically. So. Um, how much of the NBA season did, did they play? Three quarters of it. Okay. So they lost, say, 25% of the season. Now, say this all happens again in the fall, like, like you, you'd mentioned. And there is no NBA season the next year. So now they've lost a whole season plus a quarter of a season. You don't think there's teams that would go under as a result of that? No, probably then, more, more than likely they wouldn't. So what what's protecting them? 
the almighty dollar. But the where's the that, dollar the, coming from? Is what I have the point. fact the fact that they're all owned by billionaires. So they just because they can just pump the money in, yeah. because from what I, I understand, think, I, these players I, aren't getting paid. The parent players aren't getting paid. No. So not. what happens when they start running out of money? Well, I mean, they're all millionaires, so they probably shouldn't run out of money pretty quickly. They're all millionaires, but they live in million-dollar houses and drive, you know, $500,000 yeah. cars. I know. These things still need to be paid for. I know. As, know. as Patrick Ewing said a long time ago, the more money they make, the more money you spend. Right. I know. So you see a lot of players. I don't see this. I, I Even if a season gets canceled this year, I don't see – a continuation of that. They, I think they would make some kind of adjustment moving forward into next season. Right. Because ultimately the, the fear that you were talking about for movie theaters has to be greater for sports, sports, sporting events, either that or people are going to ignore it more because of sporting events. I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see moving forward for sure. Because I know one of the proposals that they were talking about baseball was because baseball spring training, I don't know if you know this or not, but it takes place in two different places. You've got the Cactus League in Arizona and the Grapefruit League in Florida. And you've got half the teams that play in Arizona, half the teams play in Florida, and they kind of play within those teams that have spring training facilities in those areas. So one of the proposals was that they would – they would actually play the baseball season this year with one league being in Arizona, one league being in California. I'm sorry. One, the other league being in Florida and just playing amongst those teams there. So I mean, even if the season got canceled this year and was threatened next year, I think that they would move to something like that because they would have all the players in those facilities. They could all kind of lock them down in that area for the season and kind of play in that area and be able to at least televise the games and make some kind of money. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, because baseball, I, I don't base, know. baseball has a revenue sharing program, right? So they take the league takes all the money that every team makes every year and they split it equally amongst all the teams. Really? So, yeah, it's not based on viewership. No, it's all revenue sharing. So, well, and that's why that's good. It's, it's good for smaller teams, but yeah. teams don't have the money. But it's, it's kind of odd that they do it that way. It's to pre- prevent the New York Yankees from basically buying up all the players every single year and winning every year. But they were doing that ba- anyway, which is what they did for like a hundred years, and that's why they right. I mean, that- that's it. Doesn't sound like that's even I know that that's what they were doing. So. That's why they put a system like that in place to kind of help smaller market teams be able to compete. Right. Okay. And I'm sure there's exemptions to that and, you know, ways that teams are able to get around some of that revenue sharing, but still that's for the most part, they're making equal money across the board. Right. Well, the Yankees are still going to, you know, because they're, they're a heritage team, they're a legacy team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what else you yeah. would call them, but, um, I would say that Yankee Stadium is always full, or yeah. at least relatively full. For the most part. Whereas Tiger Stadium, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon may not even hit 10,000. No, Tiger Stadium on a Tuesday afternoon has zero people in the stadium. Why? Because it doesn't exist anymore, Ian. 
Well, yeah, all right, Comerica Park, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You, you said it. <laughs> I did say it. You knew what I meant, though. I knew what you meant. So, so uh, Comerica Park. Come on, um, you, come on, you can give me the finger for that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Comerica I gave, Park. I gave, I gave it to you earlier. So what the that's hell? That's right. Uh, Comerica Park on a Tuesday afternoon may not even hit ten thousand. Whereas the Yankee Yankee <laughs> game, yeah. You know, Ian, we've been in that ballpark before when there's been like 4,000 people in there. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that one game. There was, and I would almost say there was probably like less than 1,000 people. You could there. probably count the head. Well, that game, well, yeah. So Ian and I and our friend Corey went to a, a Tigers game. 2003? Yeah, it was, it was during the, it was the season that they, they almost broke the record for most losses in a season. Yeah. And it was the second to last game of the year. They're playing the Minnesota Twins, who won the division that year and had actually already won the division at this point. So the Twins actually sat a lot of their better players. And if the Tigers lose this game, the Tigers tied the record for the most losses. The Tigers were down 7-1. to one. And, I mean, even to start the game, there probably wasn't a whole lot. Maybe there's definitely less than 8,000 people in the stands. Oh, yeah. To start yeah, that wasn't game. very crowded. So the Tigers are down seven to one in like the sixth inning. And you can see people just leaving. Yeah. And it got to the point where the three of us walked down and we're sitting the second row right next to the Tigers dugout. Yeah. We had paid, we had paid $9 to sit in the bleachers and we're (laughs) sitting a free hot dog and a soda. Yes. And we're sitting right next to the Tigers dugout. The Tigers make this incredible run and actually win the game on a walk-off stolen home home plate. It was was like fireworks going off. It was like they'd won the fucking World Series. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great game to be at. It was. It was was very exciting. It was very, very exciting. Stole stole home to win the game. Yep. Yeah, they ended up winning because they were, you said, 7-1. to They ended up winning the game 8-7. to Yeah. By one point, by that one run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was was a... Crazy old, fucking game. old dirty Sanchez stole home when they got it. Man, it was, <laughs> was a great game. I don't know what yeah. the guy's first name was. His last name was Sanchez, so I was called Dirty Sanchez. Fair enough. And actually, I think we started that game off. So we got the bleacher seats, and we end up we started the game off sitting like up behind first base. First base, yep. Like actually, it was more towards like right field. And I, yeah, I think it was yeah, the same right. game because I think we were like making fun of Bobby Higginson because yep. I'm pretty sure he like tried to steal second base and got thrown out. And we were just like, <laughs> I was heckling the shit out of him. Yeah. You and you and Corey both were. Oh, Bummy Higginson. That, yeah, that was, that was a good but, day. Uh, yeah. We, we day. went to a bunch of Tigers games back in the day, but yeah, there was mm-hmm. definitely not a lot of people in the, in the stands at the end of that game. No, but the ones who were there, We'll never forget that day. Yep, absolutely. It was yeah. a hell of a I finish. never will anyway. So. And I'm not even but, a big sports guy, but I like I do like baseball a lot. And yeah. that was I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, there's nothing there's nothing like even if you're not a big baseball fan, right? There's nothing like sitting out in a baseball stadium on a nice sunny afternoon day, eating or a even hot a, dog. Even a nice hot warm evening. Oh yeah. Eating eating those steamed ballpark hot dogs. Eating a a pretzel, you know. Corey and I used to keep uh, score of the game, you know. So that was cool because that was something I'd never done before. Corey had to show me how to keep score, so that was kind of cool. You know, it's I don't know. It's just a nice, relaxing day. 
Yeah, but that was that was also when you pay nine bucks and your ticket came with a free free hot dog and a free drink. Right, exactly. And if you wanted to buy a sweatshirt, it was forty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, because that was the same. Was that the same time? Oh, it, it was. It was chilly. It, it uh, might not have been because we went to another game, and Corey, our friend, was <laughs> he didn't wear a jacket. It was slightly chilly, so yeah. he's like, oh, "I'm gonna go buy a sweatshirt." And they were like, "I don't know, forty five, fifty, whatever." And they didn't say dollars. He said 50. And Corey was like, pesos? (laughs) That was great. Implying that only pesos were going to count here because that's all he he wasn't going to be able to pay 50 bucks. Yeah. uh, So I can't, uh, I can't wait for sports to come back and, you know, get get back to normalcy. For you. Right. Yeah. I I I don't, I'm not missing anything, but I don't, I don't watch sports on TV. Um, I just, I, do, I, just, I, just miss the, I miss the normalcy of it. Right now, I I heard that uh, Germany is uh, has opened their soccer stadiums up. Yep, they they played today. Did they? Yep. Same thing though. The the stadiums are empty. Empty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you're, if you're, uh, yeah. So yeah, the Bundesliga started today. So, hmm. um, I will say that kind of just kind of wrapping this up because we're kind of round long is really the one winner from all this has been news networks yeah because no one has anything else to do well cnn said that they have tripled their primetime audience in like their key demographics um msnbc said that their viewership has gone up 60 percent, and oh. fox news said that their viewership has gone up 90 percent. i'm sorry that's not according to them that's according to nielsen Right, because so, if, if Fox News gave their own numbers, it didn't be way higher. Yeah. <laughs> Our numbers have gone up 7 million percent. Right. Everyone in the world is watching Fox News now. Yep. Twice. 24 hours a day. Yes. 48 hours a day. <laughs> and five times on Sunday. Right. <laughs> That's all I got, man. I, yeah, I know. Uh, we we I, kind of veered off on subjects and had a little. Oh, argument. really? <laughs> that was our. I think that was our first. That was our first remote argument. It was. It was our first quarantine argument. Ian, well, here, cheers. Here's to our online argument. Uh, I just got a soda, but sure. Yeah, it's in a it's in a red solo cup, so you can say whatever you want. Well, I I drink moonshine. Yeah, I I could have put some uh, Jack in it or something, but yeah. It's not bad. Uh, doesn't, doesn't sound too bad right now. No, it doesn't. I was actually thinking that when I went like that. I was like, man, this is missing something. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I haven't had Jack and Coke in ages. Whenever we'd, uh, so back in the day when I used to work midnights, the same shift Ian works, um, there's, a, there's a little restaurant by the hospital we work at that uh, serves alcohol at seven o'clock in the morning so there'd be on several occasions we'd go out for breakfast a, a group of us in the morning yeah, i'd be eating my breakfast buffet and have my my jack and coke yeah see i'm not big on drinking and eating if i'm drinking i'm drinking really? if i'm eating i'm eating i don't yeah. I, i've all i've never been able to do both do both together and, uh-huh. you know beer and pizza never works for me a beer and a burger no if i want to drink i just drink huh. if i want to if i don't i just you know i eat and have a soda I don't know why. There's just something about I don't get the the combo of flavor. Yeah. It doesn't taste food and beer. Don't taste food and alcohol doesn't taste right to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But so 
But so, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. Yeah. Anything else to add, or anything else to argue about? Um, no. Just clarification. I get it. People are struggling. I'm not being. I wasn't being an asshole. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was just. I was just asking for some perspective. That's all. Well, anyway, uh, any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at ligpodcast.us. By the way, I still have to look at that now that, so, uh, since I changed the email address. Um, better get it right, jackass. Well, I've been saying the other one for you know two and a half years or three years, whatever it's mm-hmm. been. So well, I'm just tired of carrying your ass on all, this, all the details here. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Here's a test. Ian, since you can't see my screen, what's our I Twitter handle? I never see your screen anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, where can they find us on Twitter at L I G pod? Yes. At L I G pod on yeah. Facebook. We're life and draw podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're on Podbean, Apple podcasts. If you, if you listen to us through Apple, uh, go leave us a five-star review. If you, if you're uh, watching us on, uh, yeah, you know, is holding up his six fingers and playing with my capo. <laughs> And, uh, I, was playing, it, I was messing with my guitar today. And if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, gonna give us the where's my camera? Thumbs at? up in the thumbs bottom. up, thumbs up, subscribe, notifications. There or we will go. hunt you down and make you listen to us in person. Yeah, that probably would be very fun, <laughs> especially for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out on spotify too our numbers kind of or keep growing on spotify and uh, you know so keep listening to the show on there i don't know if you can you review anything on spotify you can I download it. i think you get you get credit for downloading it i think yeah but uh well right, man that's all i got until next time talk to y'all later peace My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This hit like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Now they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Now they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a ghost smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God, nigga, this Molly got me up and rolling. These bodies of water.